was in seminary, I read a book. I read lots of books, but this one particular book that I wanted to share with you uh, today, I uh, thought of, came to mind. It was a book uh, called How to Be a Contagious Christian. And, uh, and in the book, it had a chapter for each one of the characteristics that the author shared about uh, what it what it looked like to be a contagious Christian, what it looked like to live your life of faith in such a way that it, that it impacted others around us. And uh, as I was thinking about that this week and I was thinking about the domino effect that we've been discussing, I was reminded of the final chapter of the book. In, in the final chapter of this book, How to Be a Contagious Christian, the author basically said, we've saved the best for last. And so the final chapter of this book the characteristic was sacrifice. And, and the chapter opened with this story that I wanna share with you today. Uh, it's just simply the story of a man standing in front of a name at the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. And this young man was running his fingers over the letter of letters of another man's name written etched on this black granite wall and he stood there with tears in his eyes and he whispered over and over again he he gave his life for me some of us can only imagine what it's like to to feel like that young man felt and i know that there are some here today who know firsthand that feeling of of gratefulness mixed with loss that that bears witness to this amazing gift, this love that leads to impact. We will never forget and we should never forget the sacrifice of the men and women who have served so selflessly for our country. I know that many of you have personal stories of selflessness and service and sacrifice and the indelible mark that it has left on your life and on the lives of so many others. These examples that we remember today, along with all kinds of other examples of selflessness and service and sacrifice, on some level, they all point to what we know as the foundation of our faith, which is the selfless service and sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's our profession of faith, isn't it? He gave his life for me. And all of this bears witness to what I'd like to talk about today. Uh, it's what I'd like to call the domino effect of sacrifice. Uh, last week during our Youth Sunday, Michelle Holtzclaw, our family ministry director, she did a great job, an amazing job, preaching about the importance of planting seeds in people's lives and how those seeds, seeds bear fruit in people's lives, that we plant these seeds of God's grace and she she challenged us to have what she called a Mr. Rogers moment uh, where we we take a minute to think about those people who planted seeds in our lives and as I thought about that this week I I thought you know I think on this day on Memorial Day it's important for us to take a minute in our minds to think about those examples in our life those people who have left an indelible mark on our lives because of their selflessness and sacrifice, their acts of service that served as examples to us. I'm confident that almost all of us know someone who has faithfully served in our armed forces. And so I wanna invite us to just take a minute right now uh, to think about them, 
but not just that, to, to give thanks to God for them. So would you join me for a moment of silence to do that? Amen. Thank you. I want to spend the next few minutes talking about and encouraging you to think about people, even beyond those who have served in that capacity. But, but what are the other examples of service and sacrifice in your life? Maybe it was a teacher who sacrificed some extra time to give you some help outside the classroom when you were struggling. Or maybe it was a, a parent who sacrificed some extra money so that they could be home more with you. Or maybe it was a coworker that sacrificed time off or time away so that you could take a vacation or, or have a surgery. Maybe, maybe it was a friend who sacrificed something that was dear to them so that you could have something that was dear to you. For just a few minutes this morning, I wanna invite you to remember and reflect on on all of those people that have made a difference in your life because of this domino effect of, of sacrifice, those people that have served as examples to you. And not only remember, I want us to, to make sure that we give thanks to God for these amazing gifts in our lives, those gifts that keep on giving and keep on bearing fruit, not just in our lives, but but in the lives of those around us as we seek to follow their example, as we respond to their sacrifice with, with examples of our own. That's, that's a little bit, I think, of what today's all about. Today is the almost the next to final week of our series. This is the fifth week of our series called The Domino Effect. And next week, we're gonna end on, on Pentecost Sunday, which is I'm really excited about. And I've got something special I wanna share with you next week. Um, but if you're just joining us and you're just getting introduced to this idea of the domino effect, basically what we've been talking about, is we've been talking about the impact of the gospel, uh, the power of the gospel to change and transform not just people's lives, but families and communities and churches and, and even the world. We've been talking about how, how it happened and it happens all the time, how it's, it's been continuing for thousands of years and generation after generation. And we are, are recipients of that. And, and with that, receiving this gift, we, we have a responsibility to respond faithfully. And so uh, we've been looking at a specific example in the New Testament. Uh, as, as many of you know, the Apostle Paul wrote many letters to churches in different areas. And we've been looking at Paul's letter to the Colossians. And so today, uh, we're looking at the very last chapter, chapter four. And one of the things that I noticed as I was preparing this message was, was, what, was how Paul finishes this message to the Colossians. Uh, and the way that he finishes is he, he shares this list of people who serve as examples of, of selflessness and service and sacrifice. So, the, so with that in mind, I wanna read this last chapter for you. And I wanna ask you to pay special attention to the names that are mentioned and, and what Paul has to say about these, 
these people, these individuals. So hear this God's word for us today. Paul says, Tychicus will tell you about all the news about me. He is a dear brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant of the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who's one of you. They will tell you everything that's happening here. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You've received instructions about him, and if he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who's one of you and a servant of Jesus Christ, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he's working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see to it that it also is read in the church of the Laodiceans and, to you, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. So, so there were a lot of names and a lot of places in that particular passage. And I was also reminded of one of the things one of my other seminary professors told me in seminary. He says, whenever you have to read a lot of biblical names or places in front of a big group, the key is confidence. Just pretend like you know how, because nobody else knows how to pronounce it either, okay? So, so hopefully I read that confidently enough to convince you. But, uh, but the point is not the pronunciation of the names. The point is, I, w I hope that you are able to see uh, that these are real people that, that had a real impact, not just on Paul's life, but on Paul's ministry and on the lives of all these people that Paul is writing to. Paul's closing remarks to, to the people of God, uh, in, in the same way the book I shared with you earlier, he saved the best for last. And and, he wasn't, and it wasn't necessarily the way you would expect him to end. It wasn't with these, you know, um, these pretty encouragements or these powerful exhortations. Paul chose to end this letter of inspiration and encouragement to the Colossians with a list of people, real people who served as personal examples of selflessness and service and sacrifice. These were examples to the Colossians of this idea of the domino effect of sacrifice. Paul's making it personal by giving them examples of real people that they knew. They said, these are people who are among you. They're just like you and me. But he wants to make it personal so they can see. And we know that's true, right? We can talk about ideas all the time, but when we see it in someone else's life, then it becomes more real. It becomes more personal and impactful. And so that's why I think Paul's reminding us of these people. He's saying, uh, I want you to remember these, these real people who are out here serving and sacrificing in the name of Jesus. Tychicus, a faithful minister and fellow servant. Onesimus, faithful and dear brother. Aristarchus, Mark, Barnabas, Justice, they're co-workers for the kingdom of God. Epaphras, he's one of you. He's a servant of Christ Jesus. He's always wrestling for you in prayer. He's working hard for you. 
this week in the, uh, I don't know if you all are reading the daily devotionals that go along with this, but this week in the, in the daily devotional for the domino effect, the seedbed daily text, the writer, J.D. Walt, he gives us a little background information about some of these characters, and I think it makes it even more impactful. He talks about, for example, uh, the first one mentioned Tychicus, that he was actually believed to be one of the 70, original 70 that Jesus sent out um, to, to spread the good news of the kingdom. So Tychicus was someone who, who actually walked with Jesus, who, who saw Jesus face to face. And, and uh, he talks about how in that time, that, that just that simple fact that he had seen Jesus face to face, that that made him what, what we might today call Christian famous. So he could have had book deals and all kinds of speaking opportunities, but instead, do you know what his job was? Do you know what he did and why he was mentioned here? He, he followed Paul around and carried his mail so that he could carry the message. He followed, he followed Paul voluntarily into prison so that he could be with Paul so that he could share the message of Jesus. Talk about service and sacrifice. The same was true about Aristarchus and, and Epaphras. It talks about my fellow prisoners, right? How they chose to suffer and sacrifice for the cause of Christ. They were willing to do whatever it took so that the message could be shared. Can you imagine that kind of faith and faithfulness, not just to Paul, but, but to the gospel that Paul was proclaiming? Can you imagine the domino effect? Of, of their sacrifice, of their lives, and their example. And, and, and Paul continues this list, right? And I want you to recognize that there are a couple of names that probably sound familiar to you, but some of you, I bet these are, these are not the most well-known characters in the Bible, and yet Paul is lifting them up because of their sacrifice. Luke, Demas, Nympha, Archippus. And he says, see to it that you complete the ministry that you've received from the Lord. Some of these folks that he's mentioning at the end of the letter are folks that he mentioned at the beginning of the letter, and I think he's doing it to drive home this point, the point of his letter and the point of his, his, the purpose of his writing. He's saying these are examples for us to follow uh, as being faithful servants of Christ and ministers of the gospel. These are living examples of service and sacrifice. Be thankful for what they've done and, and live your life accordingly. Follow their example as you continue to, to impact and influence others in your midst. And then one of the greatest examples, Paul, Paul ends the letter like he starts it with, with his very own personal example. His final words of encouragement and exhortation, I think are, are words especially for us to remember on days like today. Do you remember what he says? Three words first word was remember remember my chains see Paul's whole life and ministry was this powerful personal example of selflessness and service and sacrifice and it was a testimony to the domino effect of sacrifice and he's saying remember our sacrifice and live accordingly what a great reminder for us on on a day like Memorial Day Remember our sacrifice and live your lives accordingly. Amen. So I want to invite you this morning uh, to make this personal, to remember who those people are in your life, those examples of sacrifice and service. And who are those people, even beyond that, who are those people that, that you might be those people in their lives 
as you live a life of service and sacrifice? That's the question I want you to, to wrestle with and pray about and ponder this morning. How can my life be an example of service to others? Now, the truth is, right, not many of us are in situations where we're gonna be called upon to literally sacrifice our lives like those we're remembering and honoring today. But as followers of Christ, I believe that we are all called to what I would call sacrificial living, right? In other words, we are all called to live our lives selflessly and sacrificially in service to others in the name of the one who lived and died selflessly and sacrificially for us in obedience to God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? He, he gave his life for me. And so I wanna live for him in the way that he died for me. That's the, the domino effect of sacrifice that leaves its indelible mark, not only on our lives, but on the lives of those around us. In that book that I told you about earlier, the How to Become a Contagious Christian, the author says that there are two areas, the biggest areas of sacrifice for Christians that have the most impact on those around us. You wanna guess what those two are? Before I tell you, I wanna tell you this. There's a, a very famous Methodist preacher. He was a professor at Asbury Seminary where I went to school, Dr. Ellsworth Callis. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. Uh, but he has this famous uh, quote or this famous message that he shares with, with his congregations when he was a pastor and then he shared with his preaching students when he was a professor. And he used to ask them this question. He would say, do you know what the two most important books in the life of the Christian are? And he would give them a minute and they would answer and they, they would almost always answer in the way that you're probably thinking right now, right? Well, I know the Bible's number one, but, but what's the second one? And they'd say things like commentaries or journals and he'd say, nope, you're wrong. It's neither one of those. Do you know what the two most important books in the life of the Christian are? Your date book and your checkbook. <laughs> He said, you, in other words, you can look at your calendar and you can look at your checking account and you can see how you're living sacrificially how you're, and how, what you're making a priority in your life. And, and I wanted to share that, that story with you today. It's funny, but it's also profound, right? And, and it points to what this book, How to Be a Contagious Christian, said are the two most uh, important things as far as sacrificial living. It's the if you wanna be a contagious Christian, it's giving, it's giving sacrificially of your time and your money. In this particular section of the book, it's entitled Small Investments with Big Dividends. And when I read that, I thought, if that's not the domino effect, I don't know what is, right? And he tells these stories of, of faithfulness. And, and as he told these stories about sacrificing our time and our money, uh, what I noticed is the stories that were shared in the book, they weren't these huge acts of sacrifice. They were these little acts of love that ended up having a huge impact on others. He tells a story about a man who was uh, standing in line at the grocery store buying uh, flowers for his wife. And he struck up a conversation with an, an elderly woman that was standing behind him in line at the grocery store. And she told him about how her, her husband always bought her flowers and uh, that he had passed away a number of years before. And, and he said the man decided to, to spend a little extra time and a little extra money. And he not only bought flowers for his wife that day, but he went in, back in and bought flowers for this new friend that he had made and caught her in the parking lot and gave her these flowers. And 
that she had invited him over for tea and they had become friends and how years and years later, this, this woman had been impacted by this incredible gift of, of, of sacrificing just a little bit, but it had impacted her life so much that they had become lifelong friends, that, that she was still sending him letters and notes and uh, gifts for the kids and, and things of that nature. It just reminded me of, of what, a, what a great impact our lives can have with, with even a small sacrifice. Of, of what we have if we give it to God. I was reminded that if we think about it, there are stories like this happening all the time. These may not be the stories that we see on the news or, or read about on Facebook, but there are examples of people living sacrificially all the time of giving what they have, their time, their money, their resources to bless other people. And when, when we do that, it's a small investment with huge dividends. You know, there are people, there are examples of that all over the place right here, right now in our fellowship family. I'm sure you can probably think of some examples. As I was thinking about it this week, I, think that I thought about just a few. You know, there are people right here, right now among us who sacrifice their Saturday mornings and afternoons to come and make sure that the lawn is is mowed and looks nice and ready for Sunday morning. There are people right here, right now among us who sacrifice their, their spending money to purchase supplies for fuel and for Linus and for our, our dollar club. There are, there are people right here, right now among us who sacrifice time with their own families to serve in our family ministries. There are people right here, right now among us who give generously and sacrificially in so many different ways, big and small, of their time and resources in the name of the one who gave everything for us. And I believe that in God's economy, that bears fruit in ways that are exponential and immeasurable. And here's one more. I believe that there are people right here, right now among us who are waiting to be impacted and influenced by your selfless service and sacrifice. So what will you do this week that might just leave an indelible mark on, on someone else's life with this domino effect of sacrifice? I promise that whatever it is that you have to give will never compare to what you gain. So I wanna invite you as, as our service comes to a close, just to think about what that might look like in your life and to pray about that. How, how might God use my prayers and my presence and my gifts and my service and my witness to have an impact on those around me? Will you pray with me? God, we just thank you so much for the gift of grace that's ours in and through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this gift that we can never repay but we are thankful and, and seek to live our lives differently in response to this wonderful gift. Lord, we thank you for uh, examples of, of people in our lives, those that have served and, and, and given sacrificially so that we might have freedom, so that we might have life more fully. God, help us always to remember them and respond with our lives with gratefulness and thanksgiving. Lord, we just pray that you would continue to lead us and guide us and give us opportunities 
to share that love with those around us. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, we're going to sing our closing song. As we do, the altars are going to be open if you'd like to come and pray. Uh, if you'd like somebody to pray with you, I would be honored to pray with you this morning. If you just want to stay in your seats, that's totally fine. You can pray there or you can sing or just listen to the words. I just want to encourage you with these last few minutes of the service, just however God might be speaking to your heart today, I just want to invite you to, to respond. So let's stand and sing together.